0: Hey there, Assembly Required listeners, this is Dylan here. Just giving you a heads up before you start this episode, less than 12 hours after we finished recording, we actually ended up getting the Necromunda Underhive details from Games Workshop, and that's why we seem a little bit ignorant over the pricing and the dates in the episode, because we just didn't know at the time. Uh, But I can assure you from the 11th of November, that is this Saturday, uh, You will be able to pre-order both the core set of Necromunda Underhive uh, and the Gang War book, which is the special book that gives you campaign experience for your gang over time, uh, or even a bundle of both of them from the vaultgames.com.au website. Enjoy the show. Welcome, fellow Plastic Crack Enthusiasts, to another episode of Assembly Required. I am joined today, as always, by Jess. Hello. And Dom. Da, yeah, it is I. And today we are talking about Astra Militarum, the new Tyranids, Games Workshop New Drop, Shade Spire. We're going to have a chat about Necromunda, what we've seen so far, and even talk about a few extra things in the hobby. So, let's get into it. Starting off, Astra Militarum Codex. That just dropped a few weeks ago. Dom, you are tanks, our...
1: Tanks, 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 tanks,
0: Bit excited about tanks there, man. Uh, you are... Oh, our, I'm, I'm... Yeah. You are our resident Astra Militarum player here on the podcast. Let's uh, run through how you've had... I've only, I know you've only had one game with it. You spent a lot of time with the book. For you, how does it play?
1: First up, I need to establish I refuse to call them the Astromel still. They are the Imperial Guard <laughs> and nothing else. Um, they're, they're, They've they they done a lot of the touch-ups that have solved a lot of the problems I was really looking at uh, in the, the very watered-down initial one, and um, put in some nice buffs. There's a decent array of options you have to go through, and so long as you choose a uh, regiment that matches your playstyle. All of the old tactics are an option. You have your old uh, Armoured Fists where you are going with Chimeras and Squads of Infantry. They work really well, particularly with, I believe it's the Armageddon builds. Uh, you have your classic uh, Cadians, and personally, I'm, I'm loving the idea of running a Talan list. Just rocking heaps of tanks.
0: So that's that's really one major thing that's come out of the new Codex is actually giving each um, each faction within the Militarum their own kind of playstyle um, and orders that that work purely for them. Um, so with those new stuff, what tactics are you really playing at the moment? Is it is it just Talan, or are you playing around with some other Kadian stuff? What's going on, dude?
1: There's a lot of options. I actually want to give a lot of the different ones a try. I have a good mix of infantry and vehicles to go with. So far, I've been playing them supported by some form of Marines for a bit of hard bidding melee. I'd like the Ogrins, but the Ogrins are looking really good in this new edition. Lots of extra hitting power, particularly with all the melee weapons and the way they're playing out. Uh, but the biggest drawcard for me is to give the Talana a check. Uh, the thing they're all about is uh, tank mobility. So we're all aware that you can make your move and make your advances. This allows you to make your advances with your Lehman Russes and still shoot their weapons as if they were assault. Uh, nice. You always want to move. If you only move the tanks uh, half their movement distance, which is still about five inches, you get to fire that main, fire that main cannon twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. that same. It doesn't get uh, no penalty to, to ballistic skill for having moved and twice the firepower out of that main cannon. There's regular battle cannons, D6 shots. That's really going to start to hammer into
2: that That is scary.
1: Yep. And uh, a lot of the new commands match up with that as well. One particular one I really want to combine with that Talan build. The Talan build, again, meaning they can advance the tank and still shoot its weapons as assault. I oh, want to go and use that old. on little Baneblade.
0: Yeah, I've heard you I were wanna, talking about Baneblades last week. So.
1: I want to wrap a Baneblade up the field because there's a new command point ability. You spend it, and after that uh, after that advance, you can still charge. You also now hit on a 2+. Tanks have nine uh Baneblade tanks have nine attacks at <sighs> strength nine. Basically hitting like power fists.
2: That
0: how, is how legitimately long? scary. How long is a Baneblade model? Length of it? Yeah.
1: Uh, Six inches plus. Six to seven.
0: Wow. Maybe that's, push an eight? Well so you can basically what with an advance you could easily move up almost what half the battlefields? Yeah,
1: pretty damn likely. Look, um, you're, you're looking about base ten inches, add about a d six, and you have two d six of charge.
0: That is absolutely <laughs> nuts. If,
1: I, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Unfortunately, the Lehman Rosses, you can push even further if you want to take command with with a commander, but they don't get to shoot if they do that. Just ramping up, firing all the guns. I don't even care if I hit anything. I'm hitting on fives. I might as well be an orc. But I just want to run something over with that tank. As you guys all recall from the uh, gentleman's disagreement, I was really tempted to try and run over one of those monstrous creatures. A swarmlord! You didn't! one thing. You
2: didn't run over my swarm lord. It was Next a letdown. time I
1: will. I promise. <laughs> Next they've made it an option for me. They gave me what I want, running things over with tanks, I'ma do it. Don't even need to be orcs.
0: It really uh it really allows you to play out the um the art that you see around an Imperial Guard of drive me closer, I want to hit them with my sword. So
1: Absolutely.
0: That's gonna be interesting. Uh,
1: so, Similarly a few other upgrades coming in. So I've mentioned before, I missed not being able to combine my platoons. Uh, you get your individual squad, uh, regular squads. You can combine them together, make one big blob squad. That's back. You just need to spend command points on it. But with how cheap guard infantry are, it's really easy to, to set to set out multiple battalions. Cool. I guess that so,
2: leads to a point that I wanted to ask: Was is uh, infantry guardmen actually a thing again? You know, like where you run a hundred mm-hmm. plus guardsmen.
1: Oh, yeah. Beyond the fact that they're cheap as chips, I've been running 500-point forces of guards, uh, predominantly combined with other forces lately. In that 500 points, I have two HQs, one of which is Pask, an advanced commander, an extra layer uh, Psyker or two for support, and three fully decked-out infantry squads. Wow. If you start getting up to 1,000 points, I can quite easily throw in all six of my infantry squads without taking up a meaningful amount of my points. It's maybe 400 points. I can smash all of them in. That's a lot of Lasgun fire, particularly when you start using those command points to combine them into bigger squads. Hey, I have one command on these guys, first rank, second rank. That's a lot of Lasgun fire going out, and also a significant amount of fire on the Overwatch. Uh, Add in a few uh, of the Astropaths. They can use their psychic powers to add an extra uh, bit of psychic protection or a few other buffs they can do on the Guardsmen. Yeah, infantry forces are back.
0: Holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know how I can respond to that. I, I like I mean for the same points I, I get one Mortarian and that's it. Like I know he can wipe a board quite strong, but holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mortarion is they are they are squishy. Something you may have noticed a lot in the new edition, anti infantry is cheap. So they're, they're going to soak up a lot of runes, so that's why I look at bringing Astropaths to make them a little bit tougher. So, you really that's want still, to hard and
0: fast. That's a lot of a guns. Of guard. That's a, yep, and that's a lot a, of wounds. Oh, yeah, a lot of guns if you take the first turn. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yep. Wow. Oh, my favorite choice for them is I just want to protect everything else from getting assaulted with a, a line of ablative spiky laser meat shield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... So you kind of touched on it there about bringing back the infantry battalion. So uh, so one of the things we want to ask is why run them now versus before? If, I, if I'm a guard player that was looking at the, the last edition or even the, the stuff in the indexes with the new edition um, and I was still on the fence, why, why should I jump into the game now as an Astro Militarum player? You got any tips, any suggestions, any reasons as to why to jump in now?
1: The biggest difference that come out as much as the same as what the other codecs have been benefiting from the addition of the relics is good probably doesn't benefit the guard as much as some other races though there's some nice ones in there it's the adding of the uh the different regiments when you choose one that fits whatever kind of force you have suddenly you gain a lot more there's uh ones to be able take out your armored fist squads you dump out a bunch of guardsmen from the side of your chimera shoot then get back into the chimera to keep them wrapped up safe uh, you take mixed forces with tanks, again, lehman Russell's have become significantly more powerful. Also, by the way, a little bit cheaper in a few cases. Um, infantry, you can bring out as many as before, but there's more options to both increase their effectiveness through the use of uh, choosing the right regiment, Armageddon's great for a bunch of infantry uh, Infantry DACA. But those command points to merge the uh, platoon squads is the biggest change for me. The difference between an individual guard squad who an enemy will shoot, outnumber, assault, and kill all of them quite easily versus spend enough command points and have a 30-man squad blob, yeah, you're going to charge, you're going to kill a few, I'm going to hit you back with a lot of guys, and overwatch with, yeah, enough to actually make
0: it matter. (laughs) Wow. Alright, so so if you're looking at getting into Ashton Militarum, pretty much now is the chance. Uh, while everyone's still adjusting to the new Codex, you can build quite a decent force. Of course, Astra Militarum benefits quite a lot from from a lot of models, so be prepared uh, on that front. Cool, yeah. um, so, with Ashton Militarum coming out a few weeks back, obviously there's a new one dropping in the coming weeks. Tyranids. Now,
1: <laughs>
0: Jess and I are Tyranids players and i want to fight you with my guard <laughs> it's, um, match up, Nid's oh, it's a
2: matchup oh yeah i yeah. oh no, my, my my gaunt list it's coming buddy it's coming yeah
0: it's all about the other <laughs> side of the starship troopers um yes and, uh like i'm i'm on the fence about the changes Jess is, is i i think from what we were discussing today jess seemed pretty okay with him or pretty interested in what's going to happen jess what are your thoughts so far
2: Like, they seem to not be doing a lot of huge amounts of flavor that we've seen with, like, the Space Marine factions and by the sounds of it, the Astro Militarum factions, but they're nice little changes. And honestly, I also just wish they would hurry up and get rid of instinctive behavior. They practically have gotten rid of it. It's just lingering there as an extra rule. I don't know why it's there. I don't know if that's your same opinion there, Dylan. Uh,
0: Look, I never really had a problem with instinctive behavior, mainly because I run so much synapse anyway. Um, But... Well, let, let's run through it. Obviously, Synapse is changing at the moment. So now Synapse is no longer... It, it, it's acting a little bit differently. So if, if you familiar with older players, probably in the older editions, anything in Synapse gained what's called Fearless, where they didn't have to take morale checks, right? So that kind of element of Synapse remains. At 12 inches from a Synapse uh, creature, you don't have to take morale tests. And it's. it, it seems to be... Like That's just standard synapse, right? Um, also, Shadow of the Warp has now moved up an extra 6 inches.
2: Yeah, um, 18 inches now.
0: So now it's 18 inches, mm. and it's just subtracting one from the psychic test. I remember the days when it was add an extra dice. Oh, that was so much fun. Like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, you got the power off, but you did roll an 18. So that's interesting. Um, but then now you'll see the instinctive behavior has changed as well. So the old rules were instinctive behavior would only affect units outside of synapse range, but now they've effectively doubled the reach of synapse, but only get kept the benefits as the same because synapse uh, instinctive behavior only really happens if, if you're outside of 24 inches of a synapse unit, which let's get it's real huge. here. Huge. Yeah. Let's get real here. You drop a, You drop a squad of Xanthropes in the middle of the board, and done. Hide hide him in some terrain. Maybe put some hive guard in there to shoot around without having to worry about cover or um or line of sight. And you've got like just little this little unit that bogged down and just keeps everything running for the game.
2: Yeah, and it's not even that they've they've reduced the negative side of it to the point where it's practically doesn't matter. So it's the yes you kind of now have to shoot or charge the closest thing but you can choose not to and take a penalty so it's sort of like yeah. eh.
0: which which is kind of just removes the point of instinctive behavior because like instinctive behavior is you have no control of this unit like that was the whole point of instinctive behavior in the in the yep. older rules of you don't have synapse they're not part of the hive mind uh, they go do what they want so it's
1: very watered down
0: yeah, like I, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed the old school instinctive behavior of, of, um, stalk or feed like that. That was a lot of fun trying to even play the units off with their own instinctive behavior. Like there was many times where I was just like, oh no, my Carnifex has lost instinctive, has lost synapse and is now active, in, acting instinctively. It's a shame that the nearest unit is four inches away and it's yours, like. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. He's now a deal with them. I don't have to worry about a synapse with him anymore. But, but now it's just kind of, eh.
2: Yeah. But anyway, I guess moving on from our slight disappointment in the synapse, it makes it easier to play, but whatevs. Uh, the high Fleets. Now, some of them are interesting. I mentioned before that they're not overly huge changes, but there are some pretty cool ones. You know, rerolling charges, get always yeah. getting a cover save even in the open. That one's pretty cool.
0: Uh, um, was it three dice on an advance that adds them. Uh, yep, pick the highest, and then can fall yeah, back in charge. That was a uh, kraken, I believe.
2: Uh, um, there were different ones. There was four a fall back in charge guys. was a different one to the uh no, three the, dice. I believe no, it's the
0: same one. It's, kraken quest. Oh, heroes. same one. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. That's pretty the, good.
0: That's the pretty, the pretty Leviathan good. Leviathan is pretty much feel no pain when you uh, on a six plus if you're within six inches of a friendly synapse unit. Gorgons reroll reroll wound rolls of ones in the fight phase. Which Beautiful. like, if you've got Silent talents, that's reals or ones to hit, and then you get Real or ones to to wound as well. So that it's really mm-hmm. that adaptive toxin seems to be really geared towards like the hormagons or the or the gene sealers.
2: Oh, like trigons, you know, Screamer killer fexes, anything with their uh, scything talents.
0: But yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to giving the the high fleets their own little flavor now. Like we. We all kind of guessed something like this was coming when they started putting the high fleet keyword in the indexes. Um, mm. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I don't know if these these are going to have a massive effect on, on the game. I don't know. There's clearly ones that, that stand out greater than the others. Like,
1: I'm actually more curious to see, as much as the high fleets might not have the biggest flavor effect for the tyranus though i'm hoping there's more revolving around them on that regard uh warlord traits or other stuff like that I'm actually quite curious how they how they come out when you get the other half of their psychic powers for example whatever they get it's Mm. relics perhaps you know like major mutations or well they they have adaptions or something
0: they have um spoiled the the was it the um special weapons Special for some
2: of the, For some of them, for the Hive Tyrant, their cannons.
0: Yeah, so the, the cannons can change profiles based on what Hive Fleet they're with. So that is that is a little bit more flavour into high the Hive Fleet side, yeah.
1: yeah. Previously, it's been quite hard to tell until the deck itself comes out, but I, I gotta I hope they got some other buffs and... Get a few of the other changes. And see if the other texas come out. And
2: yes, big. they they definitely are buffing some things. Like the Hive Tyrant, in my opinion, so far has probably got the biggest buff. You know, uh, four plus invun, uh, toughness seven instead of toughness six. Like that, those two things together are just that's that's big. That is really good, um, which is pretty cool. Uh,
0: the the Gene Stealer give up uh, the Swift and De- give up Swift and Deadly rule to to get the four plus invun instead. Um,
2: a four plus armor save.
0: A four plus arm- Is it four plus armor save? Okay.
2: It's armor, and then you can combine it with that other high fleet we're talking about with the always in cover, so they can run along the freaking open and have a marine armor save, a three up armor yeah. save in the open. That's pretty. That's pretty decent.
0: So uh, the new and lictors. Lictors got an update. They're no longer. <laughs> they no longer have to deal with synapse. Holy shit!
1: Ah, so, uh, that's good. They, thank God. Thing.
0: It has taken them so long. <laughs> To go
2: literally wait, years.
0: Wait, in the stories,
1: especially with that that Mofo assassin, fucking oh. pop up inside three inches of me. One.
0: Oh, the Death leaper Yes, he's fun. Yeah. Um, but like, like everything in the Lictor's entry says this is a lone unit that hides in camouflage and does a lot of damage to the enemy troops behind enemy lines. And then you're like, oh, but you need synapse You're like, <laughs> righto, okay. Mm.
2: Thanks, buddies. Uh, But talking about Deathsleeper and other special characters, unlike pretty much everyone else, Tyranids can run all their special characters with any of the Hive Fleets.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. I do like that. I kind of like the idea that they're just particular extreme examples of biomorphed nids or ones that have, you know, come as a result of becoming veterans and surviving a fair bit rather than being a one-off in the universe thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, I I think the idea is that these are shells of... like shells of highly experienced um, uh, beings within the Tyranid hive mind. So I get it kind of, it works. It works no matter what, what way you look at it. And it's going to be fun. Mm. Like it, and plus like a lot of the characters really allow the armies, the Tyranid army to work a lot better. Like if you're running fexes, you'll want to run an old one eye because he pushes every, all the fexes up in power. Like you want, if you're, Running a sneaky army, or you're running a fast assault army, you want Death Leaper to to pull the the attention away from other stuff, or or just get in there and assassinate their one of their major characters. Like the, the, these are things that that unlike the other armies, where the characters add flavor to your to your chapter's kind of story and background, these characters and Tyranids add flavor to your to your gameplay. Yeah, so. It um, it's it's definitely makes sense, and it's it's good to see that everyone's going to have access to them.
2: For sure. Uh, I guess one thing I want to bring up was the Neurothrope. It's now its own HQ choice. I personally don't like this. How about you, Don?
0: I don't know. Um, I mean, it's cool that finally there's a Zone Throat HQ because that's just fun. What a, is this? I
1: haven't heard about this one. Is it actually still a Zoanthrope? Or?
0: Yeah, so the Neurothrope was the Zoanthrope that gets wounds back when you suck things from spite from smiting. Um, it was always just an alternate model upgrade to a, to a, um, a squad of Zoanthropes. And, ah. But now they've actually made the Neurothrope an individual HQ choice. Now, whilst normally that's annoying because now you have to actually fill a HQ slot with a Neurothrope, um, that's still a three plus Invon save on a commander.
1: Because it sounds like that'd be a nice way to run your old doom.
0: Uh- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old, the old doom and Malantai, going to sneak him back in somehow.
2: Yeah. Well, he does. The- so they spoiled one of the Tyranid's uh, psychic powers, which is psychic scream. It's basically uh-huh. an extra smite, but it's an extra smite that really doesn't like psychers.
0: Yeah. And then they have the really terrible psychic barrage, where you give up uh, three zone throat units worth of stuff to maybe deal three d three mortal wounds on a four plus to some squads.
2: <laughs> yeah i I don't I don't know why. Um, that yeah.
0: That
1: that brings in but the stratagems talk, and yeah, talking big.
2: about stratagems. <laughs> mm. So um, one of my, my favorite one is uh, feeder tendrils. So whenever a gene steal elector, or toxocrine, or venomthrope kills an enemy character, you spend one command point to gain T D three g- command points. Yep, that that sounds amazing.
0: Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I can spend them all on rerolls. All the intel. I can spend <laughs> them all on rerolls on the invon save for my Zoanthrope warlord. This is beautiful. <laughs> um. One thing I did notice is some of the, adap- the um, stratagems are locked into the high fleets. So mm. high fleet Gorgon has hyper toxicity, which uh, gives one additional wound on a uh, one additional damage on a five plus rather than a six plus. Um, just little things like that. Kronos um, has uh, an extra six inches on shadow of the warp. Oh, no, it's something like and- entirely. It's like shadow of the warp, but instead it's they can only roll a single dice. On twenty-four yep, inches from a Chronos them. unit with a psych, yeah. Oh, it's a Chronos Sorry. unit from army. Yeah. It's not even a synapse.
2: No, you pick a Chronos unit and something within twenty-four inches. You're just like, no, you can only roll a single dice for that psychic test. I'm. Um, <laughs> I hope you explode.
0: I think all my gene stealers are from Chronos now.
2: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they go with the mixing and matching of high fleets. Not sure how that's going to go.
0: Yeah, we'll probably have to spend command points, but oh well, that'll be fun.
2: Mm. There's um another one that I want to give a go at is Caustic Blood. So basically, at the beginning of a fight phase, you activate this one command point and anything that dies, you roll a dice on a six. Whatever killed it takes a mortal wound. So my block of gaunts is all of a sudden very scary to kill.
0: Yeah. Oh, what's that? I'm rolling 20 dice. Mmm. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna make sure to shoot him.
0: That's a, <laughs> that's a shame about your commander that he died from killing all my things. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting seeing the tactics come out uh, over the next couple of weeks once the once the codex drops. Um, I will probably be sitting down with Jess, like on release day, if not the week after, when we have the um, the Sunday minis days at at Vault, and just working out what absolutely busted lists we can make with our models. <laughs> It's
2: going to be fun. Yep. Good, to, good to see how many Fex spam and Gaunt spam we can pull out.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. So that's the Tyranus Codex uh, covered. That's all coming up soon. So the next thing we have to cover, and this is a, obviously we're going to be very Games Workshop focused with this because they seem to be the market leader in minis. But, oh my gosh, Shade Spire dropped a couple of weeks back mm. since we last spoke. Uh and also, uh, just a uh, weekend gone by, the expansions dropped for it, including the Orcs and the Undead Skeletons.
2: Spatula Guard.
0: <laughs> the Spatula Guard, yes. Um, I'm, in, I'm excited about this game. Me too. Uh, we got a demo copy for the store. Just picked up one today. Dom, I had to play with you on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
0: Um, so, just to give everyone a rundown... What is Shadespire? Basically, Shadespire is uh, a, a tactical skirmish game um, that has a deck building element for powers as well as objectives. Where the aim of the game is to get more glory than your opponent. Uh, it's played out over three rounds. You get four activations each round. You can play powers and upgrades on your guys, um, and then you you roll. It's a you roll to resolve attacks and defense. And it's it's a very simple mechanic on attacks and defense. It's just looking for symbols on dice. Um, but it's, it's really quick, like a lot faster than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. we, I, I played a game, I played a game in easily half an hour from setup up to pack down, uh, last week as we were playing, it's so much faster than it looks and so much faster than anything I've played from G-Dub.
2: Oh yeah! Well, we played a three-way with me learning and you having to, you know, run the store in under an hour. I think it was
0: absolutely, and that was that was chaotic fun.
2: That was that was pretty cool.
0: Um. So so basically, with, with the way that it's played, it is one of the big key things about Shades by is the deck. So you you build a deck of powers that you can have uh, some ploys, which can do one-off special abilities, or may give you a boost to defense or attack on the next activation. Uh, But then you've also got upgrades that you spend your glory that you've earned throughout the game to give permanent bonuses or actions to your fighters. Um, And just because you get tabled, unlike every other GW game, just because you get tabled doesn't mean you lose. So you could lose your entire warband, right? But you can still earn glory from some objectives, and then you could still possibly win by just having seven glory and the opponent has six. Even though they wiped your face across the table with um, with their rolls on attacks, you're still sitting but there like...
1: Objectives really matters.
0: Yeah, objectives Ooh, yeah. really matters. And then you're just sitting there with a smug grin on your face like, was it worth it?
2: <laughs> so
0: good. <laughs>
1: But but it totally was.
0: <laughs> it was. It was. So so Dom, you, you came in really quick on it with um with uh on Thursday because we pretty much just like in five seconds went, all right, we need to have this game so that we can we can talk about it. Um what was your experience with it?
1: See, I enjoyed the game in on itself. I probably wasn't fully born into the sigmarines, like they look like I might enjoy them if space marines weren't already a thing and the whole overlap being there. Uh, I actually want to have another game and give it another try whenever the dwarves come out.
0: Oh, yeah. But
1: yeah, the game looks fun. Uh, I lost and I'm a little bitter. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> at the end it, I was like, yeah, this is all right. I'm going to blame the race on that one. But no, the game looks so interesting. I'd like to see, it sca- see how big it actually scales up. Um, but that's just me and my enthusiasm for a bigger, more complex game. But it was a fun little skirmish run, a good one you can burn out in a little while. At the same time, I'd love to play a game with a butt ton more players.
0: Yes, well, that's that's one thing we did today with a three-way game, and like because the game's set up to actually play with up to four players. Now, usually it, that would be like two war bands of corn versus two war war bands of Sigma, and just all going individually. But uh, because we had um, the three-player game today, and the the spatula guard, the Sephrical guard, uh, undead guys came out this week. Uh, the third player was actually playing them, so we ended up having this very interesting game where we were trying to to work out the intricacies of each army and how they could fit in and get advantage over others because um, there it's it there's like a rock paper scissors thing going on where sure I can I can hit hard but you can hit faster and yeah a lot of fun uh jess mm,
2: there was your it was first... actually a pretty funny uh, story that was happening in our game that just appeared as the Sigmarines were standing there with their hammers, smashing down the undead as they kept resurrecting and running at them. And <laughs> you kept getting glory because you're like, I'll just keep killing you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. no, it was a it was a super fun game. It was really quick to pick up. I think, you know, halfway through the first turn, I was like, oh, I get this game. This is easy. Uh, but at the same time, there was so many... Uh, tactics and objectives and the way that you know, you're drawing objectives from the deck so what you're doing constantly changes and there was a few times when uh, I went to do an objective swung, failed miserably uh, Dylan rolled a lovely crit on his one dice and stopped all of my attacks and then I turned around and desecrated the objective that I actually wanted you know that time that I desecrated yeah. that objective I wanted that and then I was yeah. like no you're not getting it
0: well, yeah, <laughs> cause I was hunting for it from my own objective and then Jess just, just out of spice I was like no We're done here. None for you. You're not getting this. (laughs) Um, Which is really frustrating because they actually ended up denying me like about four glory points by the end of the game purely because he just knocked me off one objective. It's like, oh, no, we're not doing that, Dylan. Thank you. Um, Even though it wasn't even in his territory. It was in someone else's territory. It was someone else's (laughs) objective to guard. And he's just like, no, Dylan. No. So uh, a lot of fun. Um, So... It's it's still in its its baby years. It's only just started. We're already seeing a bit of an uptake in in the in the people around the store. What are your guys' thoughts? Is there a future for this game? Can you see a good organized play around it?
2: Look, I believe so. As long as you know GW keeps releasing more uh, warbands, they, they seem to intend to, and I hope they keep releasing more than they've already spoiled in that mirrored glass artwork. If they keep doing that, I think it has a lot of legs
1: for me it's uh no it's circumstantial it depends on how it goes i'm yet to see any of the other side uh business uh ventures of games workshops really pick up and last a long time a lot of them were fun you know we had the uh the what was it called that warships game a while back Um, dread fleets yeah dread fleets it looked really fun for a while just kind of fizzled out but at the same time i kind of hope it does Most of their IP is quite bright and colourful, I'd like to see the games concept spread out to maybe some of the others, and at the same time, I don't know, it depends on what kind of a business aspect they push, because if they keep getting more and more expensive and more and more uh, proud of themselves, they're ruining some of the other ones for me.
0: Yeah, well, we'll definitely see that. Oh, with Shadespire from from my discussions with with the um with the reps at at Games Workshop, it seems that Shadespire has actually really been pushed towards an organized play aspect as well. Um, so I I think like personally, I think there's there's a future in this game. Like even from a retailer perspective, I found it a lot easier to push Shadespire if and have. Have discussions with 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 customers about Shadespire than I am about f- about forty k or Sigma because I'm like well you have to put like two hundred dollars down on this and then maybe <laughs> if you like it you can keep going with it um, but with Shadespire like it's it, it's like ninety five bucks well I mean like it's even cheaper for us because we're doing uh, the five percent off um, G Dub uh, recommended retail so it, it's like around like just over ninety bucks for us I believe um, and then you can. You get everything you need to play a two-player game in that one box, uh, and it's it's doable. It's a self-contained thing. So it
1: does sound a yeah. lot more reasonable once you pick the race you want. And how, is there much in the way of the deck-building aspect of it outside of the core box? Because that looks well, like an interesting uh, you, hobby side of it.
0: You think you think there wouldn't be? Like you look at the decks and like, oh well, I guess this is the game. But um, today I actually cracked open the extra cards and and started tweaking the deck, and it it almost worked for me. I started to build a deck that was more focused on moving myself and other players' models around as well as defending myself so that I can't get moved around. And that was that was like easily 75% of my deck was just focusing on that. And then I had objectives about uh, – my objectives deck was focused on holding objectives in other people's territory and denying them objectives in their own territory. And that was all I focused on. And it, it worked out. Like I played to that and I ended up um, – I ended up tying for first with Jess, and Jess only won because he still held an objective. Um, yeah, and admittedly,
2: me and the uh, spatula guard player did pick on Dylan towards the end because he took an early lead. He was very strong in the beginning.
0: So, so it, it, it's... Fucking okay, move, Dylan. I, I'm definitely going to be playing around <laughs> with the deck-building aspect of the game a lot more. Like, um, That was only with the Sigma... Uh, Sig. I don't want to keep saying Sigmarines because it's the incorrect way to say it, but it's pretty much the Sigmarines. They're the Space Marines of Sigma. Um, yep. I was playing around with the Sigma decks, so I'd love to have a play with the Blood Reavers from Korn, have a look how they work, maybe even grab one of the orc expansions for the store and and play with that deck and just see how broken I can make the orcs when they go berserk. Um <laughs> it's it yeah, there's there's a lot more to the game than just looking at a book and then picking cool models.
2: Yeah, which, which and is- I think the the other thing that I really like about it is it it seems to have a lot of depth in the terms of there's a lot of tactics, there's a lot of objectives, so it has a lot of room to grow into it. But it's also simple enough that I can probably get my partner to actually play a game with me and maybe use it as the gateway crack to get her to play actual tabletop you know, miniatures. Who
0: yeah. knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is how you start with Sigma, guys. It's
1: good
0: purpose. <laughs> that, and the crickets, the crickets rank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... If you would like to play Shadespire or learn how to play or even join us with some organized play, make sure you come along to Vault Games in Brisbane uh, every Sunday from around 10 a.m. We have minis all day and we've now got quite a few Shadespire players in there um, just with their packs ready to go. So make sure you're there to have some fun on the Sunday. Uh, Now we're going to talk about the new game that's coming out allegedly this month. I say allegedly because no one well, ever allegedly. really knows. I thought it was really December. Knows. Dude, no one ever really knows dates with G-Dub anymore. Like, we will know a week before we can We can <laughs> It and is
2: coming. It, it's soon.
0: It's coming. It's soon. It's definitely going to be soon. And that is Necromunda. They did a whole big spoil in the latest White Dwarf over it. Um, Still not a lot of information floating around. Like, we only had a quick look at the White Dwarf. We didn't really get into it today. But what what's what's your – I think, Jess, you really understood um, some of the older Necromunda rules and see if, if what's going to be translated on what's not. What are your thoughts on the new Necromunda? Obviously, we're going to be talking about it more once it's released or once we know more details on the next assembly required. Um, I think I said required right then. I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> you did. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Jess. <laughs> What are your thoughts? Is is Necromunda something that can come back? Uh, is there anything you're looking for to make you want to play it again? I know you were comparing it to Infinity. Now, what's what's your thoughts?
2: Look, this is a hard one because the old school Necromunda it, it's it's dating back a long time, and its rules were well, let's say complex. You know, the, those older Games Workshop products were always you know quite deep in their rule sets. Um, I have hope for that skirmish style game, but as you're saying, like I play Infinity myself and I'll probably stick with Infinity over jumping to Necromunda, but it all depends on what they do with the rules. Like I was looking at uh, some of the images in that White Dwarf, I didn't get a chance to read the article, but just flicking through, it looks like they're using custom dice, Uh, it looks like they're trying to push some custom layouts on terrain and pushing terrain more, which is always a nice thing with this style of game it would be very curious to see how they go about the implementation of it and whether they use, you know, the very tactical reactive firing, reactive shot shoots to people's actions and all that sort of stuff. And whether it's as punishing as the old Necrominder used to be. Like, you know, you used to fail shooting and your gun run out of freaking ammo. Like the first time you shoot your gun, oh, I can't shoot anymore. Um, so, I don't know. Be curious.
0: Is there is there anything I- you really, I don't know, you're kind of looking for that, that would be bad? Like, is there any red flags for you that you're like, maybe they shouldn't bring that pit back?
2: <sighs> Look, like, I would like them to make the rules a little bit more streamlined, but I would love for them to keep the punishment there. Like, I I do want that. I fucking bring the ammo with me, so I can't shoot anymore. Uh, I want that punishment side to be there still, but I do want it to be streamlined a bit, if that makes sense. You
1: want that, that kind of risk for to reward aspect of the game. Yeah, admit, I heard towards the later parts of the old cult classic one that one of the issues they had is they started releasing like the nobles and the more advanced ones, which made your regular gangs like just redundant.
2: And you'll find, yeah, they also release like expansion rule packs, so you'll f- you'll see that most people that still play the game play Necromunda Classic, which is like just the original rules with the original uh, released units. So yeah, hopefully they don't classic. do that sort of thing again. Um I am definitely I'm curious. I do love the models, you know. That badass chick gang looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole concept of Necromunda's pushed me to run a role-play game just set in that whole gang of theme. It's so much fun. I'm curious to see the game come back and maybe get into one of those.
0: Yeah, it's definitely got that uh that 80s punk vibe. Hmm. Uh but well done, But just another quick aside, uh piece of news in relation to that as well, uh is the announcement uh, a couple of weeks back, of Whiz Kids uh, partnering mm. the Games Workshop for the Warhammer Forty Thousand universe. Yeah. So, um, apparently they are working on a dice building game for dice building. T- dice dice building. Yeah, it's like deck building, what, but with dice. Oh god, can I have what? pink ones? Oh god, I hope that's not Dice Masters Warhammer. Because
1: <laughs> we, we need more just, dice. I might just do something else. <laughs> Man, it just, I, it I, just
0: I, hit me then. I was like, if- I've
1: gotten some some mixed reports on that whole thing, and look, I really get into the forty k role plays. And to a certain degree, you know what? Fantasy flight system with a little bit of homebrew mixed in. I'm gonna just keep using that up until something better comes along. But if I want them bringing out something with 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 new material and new stuff to use, I hope it's decent.
0: Yeah, see, I don't I don't know if WizKids is going to be doing a, an RPG kind of system. WizKids doesn't typically do that. Um, but they, these are the guys that are responsible for Mage Knight. Now, if you're familiar with the tabletop scene uh, out there, Mage Knight is probably one of the best probably one of the best RPG experiences in a board game aspect where you're you you like you're looking for a long day of gaming. You have a character that builds up over time and each quest you do affects the world around you. Um, it's a legacy game without tearing up the cards pretty much because you just do it in one sitting. Uh, so, I mean, it's entirely plausible that there will be a Warhammer 40,000 Mage Knight, which, I mean, I think that's awesome. That could be Death Watch, yep. the board game. Um, which, I mean, we played Death Watch RPG. That's just ridiculous fun. So I'm yeah, I'm down for a board game. Today. Yeah, I'm down for a Death Watch board game. Um,
1: Look,
2: yeah, me too. Uh,
0: and also part of this announcement too was they are republishing Fury of Dracula, if you like hunting down vampires uh, or a single vampire, uh, as well as Relic, which is the talisman reskin in 40k with a little bit of extra stuff thrown in. Uh, So looking like we're going to get some really cool games out of this partnership uh, about mid next year. So uh, yeah, it's good to see that the Warhammer 40,000 license has been picked up by someone that actually makes board games rather than games workshop, trying to do it and not really doing it well and floundering on it. Um, It's good to get these kind of things to people who know what they're doing and,
1: have to watch this space.
0: Yeah, we'll just have to watch this space. And of course, we will announce what we can when we see it. Now, at the end of every assembly required, we like to talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week. Uh, let's go around. Jess, what have you been up to, man?
2: Uh, look, I haven't been up to a whole lot. Went down to PAX recently. I was surprised to see that there was a lot of, uh, what do you call it, laser cut miniature terrain guys down there. There There's probably three different people that had some pretty cool stuff. Some of them were local Australia-based guys. So, that was nice to see. seems that the uh, whole tabletop gaming is getting much larger, which is nice. And then today, I picked up my uh, box of Shadespire and I quickly stuck together the Sigmarines, sorry, Sigma, in about 10 minutes. It's amazing how quickly you can get these guys together.
0: Oh, yeah. They're all push-fit models, by the way. So, you can pretty much open the box, cut them off the sprue, and just start playing in about what, 20 minutes by the time you put them all together.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Dom, what have you been up to in hobbies so far, man?
1: Uh, finally managed to get all my Marines uh, up and together and give the first... Uh like a well-thought-out list of them test this past weekend. It was fun, playing with a good little two-two-two uh, pronged force, one that holds line and one that deep strikes a lot of them. Utilising new Inceptors, they worked well. The Raven Guard tactic to take a squad and deep strike them. I went with one of those uh, Hellblaster squads next to a chapter mask and the Gabriel Angelos model. And I managed to pretty much one-shot a land raider with a volley of plasma. I need a few, like, I had two wounds left but went mm. down pretty quick in a surprise outflank force. Very fun, very close game against uh, Death Watch. Uh, came down to the wire, managed to win by objectives. I, I enjoyed that force. That was a good game. I'm liking the, the tactical variations in some of the new stuff by utilizing the very chapter-specific stuff.
0: Sweet, man. That sounds great. Uh yeah. with with me, uh for anyone who's wondering uh what's been happening with the store in regards to hobby, uh obviously the big thing is Shade Spire. We put together those models as soon as we could. Uh I think I've got maybe like an hour worth of painting left on them and, and they'll be done. Uh of course I just uh recently got hold of the Tallyman, the the Foul Blightspawn, uh and the Deshrad bodyguards for the store's Nurgle Army. Um as always, still unpainted. Um working my way through that. <laughs> Um, and uh, we're actually looking at doing some terrain workshops in the near future as we uh, gear up towards hopefully getting together this um, Death World campaign uh, sometime in the new year. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out on the Facebook page or the Facebook group Miniatures at Vault Games if you're looking to get involved in either any of those, Spire, Necromunda when it drops. If you want to hear all the latest mini news, make sure you join the Facebook group. That's all for this episode of Assembly Required, brought to you by Vault Games here in lovely Brisbane, Queensland. As always, I have been joined by Jess. See you. And Dom.
1: Until next time.
0: And we'll catch you next time with all the updates for everyone's favourite plastic obsession, that is the miniatures. Catch you later. Bye.